Hello, and welcome to the Project Half Podcast, where we share weight loss success stories, offer tips and strategies to pursue lifelong health and total body wellness, and share inspirational tidbits of wisdom. I'm your host, John Brown, and after losing close to 100 pounds on my way to dropping half my body weight, I want to help as many people as I can to get off that never-ending diet roller coaster. Every week, I will encourage you through your struggles and celebrate your victories. If you are looking for strength to carry on in your wellness journey, you've come to the right place. Now, let's start the show. Episode 1, Origin Story. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the Project Half Podcast. I can't thank you enough for tuning in and showing me support. Of all the podcasts and all the listing sites in all the world, you chose to log on to mine, and I really appreciate that about you. I hope I can live up to your undoubtedly lofty expectations. Whew. So, let's get started. I'm itching to tell you my super weight loss hero origin story, but I'm sure you have a couple of questions first. Let me guess. You're probably wondering, why Project Half? This show is for people who struggle with their weight because of any number of issues, unhealthy eating, lack of exercise, even self-sabotage. Now, I'm not a health professional, but I have spent my life struggling with all of these issues, and I have found success over the past year and a half in those areas of my life. I started this journey with an ultimate goal of losing half the weight I once carried at my heaviest, which was about 340 pounds, hence the half part of Project Half. So I'm currently about 90 pounds lighter than that, which I would say is a great start, but this is a journey with no destination, only mile markers. There's no plan for me to go back to some normal way to live after my diet works. This pursuit of health and total wellness is normal. The only thing that changes will be my focus within those guidelines. Hence, the project part of Project Half. Get it? Now that you know where the name comes from, it's story time, people. Everyone loves a good origin story, right? Well, here's mine. If you listen to this podcast with any regularity, you will hear about all the crazy ways I've tried to lose weight over the past three decades. But suffice it to say that I am a grizzled veteran of the weight loss roller coaster. I must have lost and regained close to a thousand pounds in my life, and that is not an exaggeration. Flash forward to the end of July 2019, and I'm well over 300 pounds. And I'm terrified for what is going to happen over the next couple of weeks. I'm so big at this point that I've given up on weighing myself. I'm scared to step on a scale for fear to, of what it might tell me. But that's not why I'm quaking in fear. I'm so fearful because I'm on my way to Ghana for a two-week trip. I'm supposed to be a part of a medical outreach. But I'm also scouting out the trip because I'm taking a group of high school juniors back to the village in May of 2020. Now, we all know that didn't happen because of COVID, but none of us had any idea about that in the summer of 2019. Anyway, the prospect of international travel motivated me to get back into the gym to try to walk off a few pounds, just so that I would be able to fit comfortably in the airplane seats and maybe deal with the relentless heat I would face without constantly sweating. I didn't fit into the seats. But hey, at least I didn't need an extender. Just barely. And I did sweat constantly, despite catching a serious break with the weather. I mean, it was overcast almost every day. When I returned from Africa, I resolved in myself that I was going to pull myself together and get in much better shape. The first thing that I knew I had to go for my diet was animal products. 
I always knew in my heart of hearts that eating mostly plants was the pathway to lasting health, but I had the hardest time shaking my incessant craving for cheese. Now that I've done a little research on the effects of casomorphins on the brain, I know exactly why. So I had my last meat meal at the Atlanta airport. I think it was honey chicken from the Panda Express or something like that. I had experienced some success with the keto diet, so I tried that and, and intermittent fasting in the first few weeks of August 2019. I prepared my veggies with generous amounts of olive oil and earth balance and even actually lost a few more pounds in the process. I have no idea what my starting weight was, but a few days into my new eating and exercise regimen, I weighed in at 335 pounds, which meant that I was well over 340 when I started. So I got my real wake-up call at the end of that month when I went to the doctor for my annual work physical. My blood work was alarming, to say the least. My cholesterol was about as high as I had ever seen it, over 350 total and over 280 LDL. That's the bad cholesterol. My doctor wanted to put me on a statin to try to regulate those numbers and prevent a more serious medical emergency from happening soon. At that point, I knew what I needed to do. I had previously lowered my cholesterol without drugs and with a plant-based diet, so I knew it was possible for me to bring it down to safe levels through diet. I asked my doctor to give me a few more months to try to deal with it naturally, and he agreed. Bless his heart. He's a great doctor. I cut way back on olive oil and earth balance and really embraced the forks over knives plan of no sugar, oil, or salt. Not that my food was bland. I used a ton of other spices like Italian seasoning, sage, onion powder, coconut aminos, and stuff like that. I was enjoying my food for sure. That week, I also embarked on my first extended fast. I had done some research on the benefits of water-only fasting, and I wanted to see if my body could handle it. I had done juice fasting for as long as six weeks back in 2015 and experienced some success with it, only to return to my normal way of eating after my 40th birthday and have the weight pile back on again. That's another story for another time. This time, though, I was determined not to waste my fast. I needed to get to the bottom of why I kept going back to my old eating habits if my body felt so good when I regulated my food intake. I went all the way back to the first time I could remember struggling with my weight and drew lines from those first few times to the present. I had made some pretty unhealthy connections between overeating and emotion that would be extremely difficult to break, but fasting showed me that I could overcome my cravings and still thrive. So through a combination of water fasting, plant-based feasting, OMAD, that's one meal a day, intermittent fasting, and regular exercise, I ended up losing about 120 pounds over the next six months. Remember my extraordinarily elevated cholesterol numbers? I cut those babies in half. My total cholesterol at its lowest was down to 179 and falling, and the rest of my blood work numbers fell well within normal ranges. My story resonated with so many people that it was featured in the summer 2020 edition of Forks Over Knives magazine. I even found out that it was one of the most shared stories on the Forks Over Knives website in 2020. I sat for interviews on Jen Stevens' Intermittent Fasting Stories podcast and with Denise Rose of the Happy Vegan Couple YouTube channel. Even after COVID hit and canceled my return trip to Ghana and wrecked the rest of the school year, I took it as an opportunity to really ramp up my healthy eating and exercise. Weight-wise, I managed to get to a really healthy place. By the beginning of June, the clothes I wore in April for my Forks Over Knives photo session fit me even better than they had back then. By mid-August of 2020, it seemed like things were going pretty great. 
But from that moment until this one, it has been a major, major struggle on all fronts having to do with health and wellness. To the point where I literally went dark on social media. I was that ashamed of how far I had fallen. So what happened? I promise that the rest of that story is on the way. But I want to know, what is your origin story? Are you just at the beginning of your story? Or are you in the middle of it all, wondering how it might turn out? Or maybe you're one of the fortunate few who have already written that story. I want to know your story, and I want to talk to you on my podcast. Please do share that and any other feedback with me on the Project Half Podcast Facebook page or through email at info at projecthalf.com. Use the subject line, Origin Story. I can't wait to see where you are and to help you move from the next phase of your exciting journey to lifelong health and total body wellness. This is the Project Half Podcast, back after a quick break. Part 2. Where the heck have I been? The rise and fall of 2019-2020. Back with Part 2 of this week's Project Half Podcast. You've heard about the rise, now it's time for a bit of a fall. So, I've been incommunicado on social media since about mid-October for a variety of reasons. You would think that I would have tried to capitalize on the successes I was having with social media posts and interviews to expand my reach, but that's not what happened. I needed to step back from social media because it was becoming toxic and feeding back into my life. The issues are have to do with the election and the social unrest that began in late spring. Now, I'm still processing a lot of the emotions I felt about those things, but they're not what led me to feel like I needed to hide these past few months. That step felt more empowering than self-destructive. I also went underground because I felt like I wasn't living up to the standard I had set for myself over the previous year, for a few reasons. From a weight loss standpoint, work was weighing pretty heavily on my heart. Not my actual job as a high school teacher, mind you, because I'm, I'm getting to the point where I can still perform in front of mildly interested high school students, even if I'm distracted. Nope, it wasn't work, per se. So my wife and I took our three kids out of in-person school and decided that they would be at home this year with everything going on. We made that decision fully expecting me to be able to work from home for at least half the work week. But my school said very late in the game that we were going to be in person four days a week. That made us both worry about how our kids were going to get the education they needed and my wife still be able to do her full-time job with very little contribution from me. I was so stressed about whether we had made the decision that I turned very quickly to food. Here we go. And I recognized the path I was heading down. One that was going to lead me towards unhealthy, addictive eating habits, especially binge eating, to the point where I started exploring my options regarding therapy. I went to a session and felt both hopeful and overwhelmed at the same time. Like, there was a flood of thoughts and emotions that I needed to get off my chest, but really fearing the consequences of that deluge I had been holding back for decades. Throw in here that I had already started to dip my toe into the wonderful world of vegan junk food over the summer. We went on vacation to Colonial Williamsburg at a time where things were just starting to open back up again in Virginia, so we had many of the places there all to ourselves. Traditionally, I have viewed vacations as a way to take a break from whatever eating plan had gotten me to vacation, and this one was no exception. The weight gain had started when I sustained a mysterious knee injury that prevented me from running the way I had for the past six months or so. Not being able to work out the way that I did through the spring and summer made me feel frustrated and helpless. Then, in mid-October, my younger brother passed away unexpectedly. 
He had been hospitalized for a few weeks with low platelets, but he was on the mend and had even been transferred to the step-down unit when he took a turn for the worse and went quickly. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I, I can't account for my actions for the next month, from October 15th, which is the day that my brother died, to November 15th. I just looked up one day and a month had passed. I had no idea where it went. So there's grief involved there too. My prevailing thought during that time was that I had let him down by not being there when he needed me. And that I wanted to hurt myself with food because of my own selfishness. I had a couple people reach out to me during that time to wonder where I had gone, and I really thanked them for that. But this was rock bottom. I could see myself making consistently poor eating decisions, and just like it had happened dozens of times before, I felt utterly powerless to stop it. If, if you can just give me an amen there, if you've been there, just, just let me know. After Thanksgiving, I finally felt the clouds parting and gained some traction about what I needed to do to break myself out of this funk. The food I turned to for comfort didn't fill the hole inside me, and it didn't taste as good as I remembered it tasting. Hurting myself was not going to bring my brother back, and I realized that by hiding my hurt and my recovery, I was not honoring his legacy at all not to use my God-given gifts to help people in need. I also noticed that people had stopped sharing their weight loss success stories with me, but no one had the courage to say anything about it until one of my dear colleagues from work approached me in a really loving way and asked, are you still vegan? <laughs> I love you, Michelle. That was, that was a real good wake-up call. I mean, I was, besides a couple of tiny hiccups along the way, but I, I was also living proof that eating vegan and eating healthy are not necessarily synonyms. I was already a few days into resuscitating my eating and exercise plan by that time, so it didn't hurt nearly as much as it might have a month before. So, here I am, hoping to lead by example. It, it doesn't matter nearly as much what we do when everything is going the way we pictured it in our heads as it does what we do when things go wrong and we're forced to adjust our plans or fight against a familiar adversary who has been stronger than us in the past. I'm asking you, my listening audience, for some advice. This year, I want to anticipate a wobbly run despite my best efforts to keep everything running smoothly. I'm going to shift my thinking about those inevitable times when life invades my plans and produces a little bit of adversity. Adversity is a feature of any sustained effort towards self-improvement, not a glitch. And as one of my historical heroes, Frederick Douglass, once said, without struggle, there is no progress. If you have experienced success with coping with adversity in every form, and you're still here after historically crazy 2020, no doubt you have. Please do feel free to share some of those successes with me and on the Project Half Podcast Facebook page. I want us all to be able to get better at bouncing back from adversity and or tragedies. Tell me, how do you bounce back from those life events? If you've made it this far, thanks for listening. Send your feedback to info at projecthalf.com. Subject line, podcast feedback. This is the Project Half Podcast. Back in a moment. Thanks for coming back for part three of this week's Project Half Podcast, This Week in Nutrition, or T-W-I-N. Every week, I will take a few minutes to focus on a movie, book, article, or person who has influenced the way I look at health and wellness for the better over my lifelong struggle with weight and body image. This week, I'm going to take a look at the movie Forks Over Knives, first released late in 2011. This documentary is focused on the groundbreaking China study spearheaded by Dr. Colin Campbell and Dr. Zheng Shi Chen from China. 
This study showed a strong correlation between consumption of animal products and cancer, which is bad enough. The documentary also shows how real people in different regions of the country and from different walks of life reversed chronic ailments and lost a ton of weight after they adapted a whole foods, plant-based diet. First of all, they had me at history. I'm a history teacher, and I've really appreciated the way the film scattered in history lessons about the rise in consumption, not just of meat and dairy, but also of processed foods filled with highly concentrated sugars like high fructose corn syrup, and how these trends coincided with a rise in obesity across age groups and classes. When I first encountered this movie, I was once again in dire straits, stop me if you've heard this story before, and looking for anything at all to pull me out of yet another food-related funk. I watched this movie with my wife and decided right then and there to adopt a WFPB diet, and it paid immediate dividends. If memory serves me correctly, I dropped about 40 pounds in the first month I got serious about a plant-based approach. To the point where the administrative assistant at the school where I worked in Florida referred to me as the incredible shrinking man. And even though it didn't stick at that time, my success eating plants stayed with me from then to the summer of 2019 when it all came together, more or less permanently. It's really cool to watch this movie again and see people who have become really influential in my nutritional approach nearly a decade younger and saying the same things they still say today. Besides Dr. Campbell, we will hear sound bites from esteemed plant-based physicians like Caldwell Esselstyn and his son Rip, a triathlete and a firefighter who has achieved fame in his own right with the amazing Engine 2 program, Pam Popper, Go Columbus, I really want to meet her one day, Doug Lyle, the author of The Pleasure Trap and other groundbreaking works, Neil Barnard, who's in his late 60s but he looks like he's 35, which is amazing on its own but who is also one of the kindest, most winsome advocates for a plant-based lifestyle that I've heard in the past decade. You can find Dr. Barnard at the Exam Room Podcast and online at the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, pcrm.org, John McDougall of The Starch Solution, and many other luminaries in the plant-based world. If you haven't watched this documentary, I still highly recommend it as a point of entry into the debate over animal consumption versus a plant-based approach. For sure, some people will do better eating plants than others, but I'm a firm believer that anyone can adapt a plant-based approach and thrive. Also, don't miss the amazing website that evolved from this movie, ForksOverKnives.com. You can find lots of inspiring success stories, including my own, tasty recipes mostly free of salt, oil, and sugar, and the latest news on plant-based health and nutrition science. Go there now. So many options for next week's TWIA. Come on back to hear what's next. On next week's show, I will share with you a few of my New Year's resolutions. But before then, I invite you to share some of yours on the Project Half podcast, Weight Loss, Wellness, and Wisdom, Facebook page. This is the Project Half Podcast, back in just a minute. Our last segment today is Wisdom of the Week, or WOW. Sometimes the teaching of religious texts or wise people from the past and the present will just make you say wow. This week's wisdom comes from Confucius, who says, quote, The person who thinks they can and the person who thinks they can't are both usually right. 
At this time of the year, it is so important not just to make good plans and support them with positive self-talk, but to follow up those solid plans and self-talk with decisive action. Thoughts, words, and deeds are the holy trinity of lasting success. This is my biggest challenge of 2021. I can fall in love with the planning phase of a project so much that I delay putting the plan into action, sometimes indefinitely. I'm great at the thoughts and the positive self-talk, but really bad at the action. This year, I'm forcing myself to follow through and do the hard things like hosting a podcast or sticking to a weight loss and wellness plan for the whole year, even when it gets difficult or maybe even worse, boring. But I'm getting ahead of myself. We're talking resolutions and goal setting in next week's podcast. If you have similar goals this year, leave me a comment on the Project Half podcast Facebook page or send me email at info at projecthalf.com. Subject line, goals and resolutions. On the flip side, action without positive self-talk is like those cartoons I used to watch when I was a kid, where the coyote was in hot pursuit of the roadrunner and he did something that violated the laws of physics. The coyote was able to do that thing outside of its normal ability until he started thinking about what he was doing, and then physics and natural law took over once again. Let's strive to have all three phases of success working in our favor this year, and let's work together to hold each other accountable. And those are this week's words of wisdom of the week. Thanks for listening. This is the Project Half Podcast. Back to wrap things up in just a moment. So we've made it to the end of the first episode. Did any of my origin story resonate with your journey? Was it good to hear someone else's struggles? Do you feel like you might be able to make it through your next trial a bit more easily? If I'm being perfectly honest here, it took me a little while to work up the courage to write this first episode of the podcast. I felt like my brief hiatus from social media and the the many health and wellness forums I'm a part of was letting people down. I want to be able to show people that every journey is filled with ups and downs, but it's how you respond to that adversity that defines your next steps on the way to health and longevity. More importantly, though, I realized that if I was willing to admit that I needed other people's help through my struggles, I had a legion of people who were willing to step in and help me make it to the other side. If you take anything from this episode, take that away with you. Special thanks go to all of my listeners, and thanks in advance for your feedback. I am so looking forward to next week's show. Once again, this is the Project Half Podcast, and I'm your host, John Brown. Don't forget to look us up on social media. Over on Facebook, you can find us at the Project Half Podcast, Wellness, Wisdom, and Weight Loss page. Tweet me at Project Half Pod. We're putting the finishing touches on the IG page at Project Half Pod 22 as well. If you have any questions, concerns, or other feedback, go ahead and send email to info at projecthalf.com. Until next time, be well 